We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. No credentials. Reviewing Rolling Stone 500. Greatest album. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Sam Logic Podcast. We're glad you're with us. Uh, we are ready to get a bit more Canadian content. Today we're discussing mm-hmm. album number 95, which is Take Care by Drake. And not only is this a Canadian artist, but he's a Canadian artist who grew up in the city that we're from, or at least the city that we grew up near. We didn't grow in up the in the in Toronto, in the, rep in the six, my man Dreezy, <laughs> and my wife and my kids really cringe hard when I say that Dreezy's my guy. Uh, I'm a 40 Back year old from white, the Degrassi years, right? Yeah. Well, and I didn't watch that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, because that was the like the new class, right? Right, right. The rewatch. in the early yeah. 2000s, and we were already not in that's right high school anymore, so I wasn't watching that. So that's not. <laughs> for me. Um, yeah, Aubrey Graham. Aubrey Drake Graham. Right, yeah. That's right. yeah, I think that's what it would have been. Anyways, um, listen, you, I think we should just dive into some details first. You want to do that? Well, so, yes, no. because details oh, are yes? important in an album <laughs> that I know so little about. But okay, okay. <laughs> I, before, before we get to the music today, uh, I... I've been a little bit overwhelmed with just how big of an artist Drake is uh, oh. in, in going through some of this information um, this week leading up to this. So here's a couple of really fascinating things that I found. In, in 2018, Drake was reportedly responsible for 5% of Toronto's $8 billion annual tourism dollars. Come on. Personally responsible based on all of the different things that he's involved in. Um, really? It, it, like that? And that is crazy to me to think about that. I don't even uh, understand how that works. Single person drawing that many people to the city. Um, what, he is what, are, among, what are we talking about? Like concerts or like like the Raptors? Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I was thinking, like I read that as like, oh, Drake's from Toronto. We should go check that out. Like that kind of like a, oh, that much of a magnet. Oh, how would you even record that? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you like figured that out. But anyway, that's in Wikipedia, so it's got to be true. Okay, <laughs> it must got to hey, got to be true. Um, he is among the world's best-selling music artists. 170 yeah. million records sold. Um, the highest certified digital singles artist in the United States, highest of all time, which is which is also crazy to me. Um, that in the sort of digital era, digital singles highest of any other artist. Um, he's won countless awards and sort of the, uh, the Grammys, music awards, uh, Billboard music awards, Junos, things like that. Um, but he, in, in addition, in this sort of like uh, internet era that we are living in, uh, he has also been able to dominate the charts in some pretty amazing ways. Uh, most the most charted songs 294 charted songs that seems amazing to me um, wow most simultaneous charted songs in one week with 27 27 charted songs in one week the most one uh, hot 100 debuts in one week with 22 the most continuous time on the hot 100 with 431 weeks I guess that's all different different music there and the most number one singles on the R&B hip-hop airplay hot R&B hip-hop songs, hot rap songs, and rhythmic airplay charts. So, like, I I knew Drake was from our home area. I knew he was a big deal. You know, he's the global ambassador for the Toronto Raptors. 
He owns a soccer team now, I think. He owns OVO Sound, which is a record label, and they've branched out into OVO um, clothing and merchandise. I think Gretzky's a, a model for, for Drake's OVO, OVO <laughs> where so I knew he was a big deal, but I don't think I realized just how much right, to what critical degree. success he has for an artist that I know almost nothing about uh, the music side of who he is. Okay. Um, huh. Really, really uh, huge in a way like, yeah. And even like this album we were about to dive into, most of the tracks on it are um, at least at 100 million listens on Spotify. And and some are closing in on uh, half a billion listens, which is um, unreal. Um, so, yeah, all, I think that's a good like kind of like table setter for any missteps that we take for the rest of this episode and talking <laughs> and talking about that's, this music. Um, that's cool that, that you, yeah, I think I have come to that realization maybe a few years ago. Like I didn't realize just, just how, how big, big yeah. and how, and, and I was, I'm glad you brought up the listens because often when we're talking about albums and tracks, you'll talk about, you'll quote the number yeah. of listens on Spotify. And as you were talking, not from this album, but just how big Drake is, um, his single God's Plan from uh, the Scorpion album uh, has 2.2 billion listens <laughs> on Spotify and One Dance, uh, which I believe is a Triana from his Views album, 2.65 billion with Amazing. the B listens. So just like, yeah, just so popular um, and not so just successful. not just canadians uh i mean I think, no, no globally, globally. <laughs> there are yeah. there are artists that are beloved in canada and and lifted up and elevated there but no he's really a global oh, everywhere global artist. yeah uh okay that's cool man uh, well i think we can talk about that a little more later and kind of your um you know how you approach this yeah i i'm a little more familiar with it but but i wouldn't say very much um, okay Okay, so let's let's do some details first. So this is this album is Take Care, his second studio album, released uh, November fifteenth, two thousand eleven. I believe his first was just the year before. Um, and the reason that's really significant this time, uh, the first thing I want to talk about, we talked about who wrote it. Well, this was written. He's a co-writer on most of the tracks. Um, I think he co-produces a lot of the tracks. The number of collaborator, collaborators on this album and, and the popularity of those artists, both um, performing artists and producers, is staggering. So here's here's who's on this album. Chantelle Kriviacic, which I don't know how popular she is outside of Canada. She's a very well-known artist, but she is an extremely prolific songwriter. She's written hits for just about everybody. Mm -hmm. So she was, she was on this. Lil Wayne. The Weeknd, another guy from Toronto, Rick Ross, Rihanna, Birdman, Kendrick Lamar, Nicki Minaj, Just Blaze, T-Minus, Andre 3000, Trey Songs, and even Stevie Wonder. That's who's... Amazing. <laughs> those are the people who appear on this album. And not only is that impressive, that reminds me of um, uh, Kanye's... Yeah. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy, where he was it was that was like what, his sixth album, fifth or sixth album, and he had tons of money and he just flew people out to Hawaii to record, yeah. you know, a part of a song. But this is Drake's second album. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so his first album and, and his touring and his publicity was so good and people just latched on. This is the kind of pull this guy has on his second album. I found that yeah. very impressive. Yeah, um, and really cool to hear these other artists. Um, it went to number one in the U.S. and Canada, of course. Uh, went to number two in the U.K. Uh, sales to date are approaching seven million worldwide. Um, this is only a twelve-year-old album, not even twelve years yet. Um, it debuted at number one on the Billboard 200, sold 631,000 copies in the first week. Um, he released seven singles. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Between June 28, 2011, so that's like four months before the album came out. So he had one, two, three singles before the album came out. Marvin's Room, Headlines, 
Make Me Proud. Then just after it came out, he released the motto. We'll talk about that in a second. Take Care with Rihanna, um, HYFR, and Crew Love. So he releases seven singles. So the motto actually initially was a digital release, wasn't on the album, uh, was on the deluxe release. Okay. Um, and I guess, I guess I'll talk about it now. Culturally, the motto is where we first get YOLO. Really? Yep. Huh. So we have Drake to thank for it. Now, we don't have Drake to thank for the phrase, you only live once, because that was something that's been around for a long time. In fact, the the actress or in the golden age, Mae West, was one who used to say that. But to make it an acronym and make it popular, much much to the chagrin of probably middle, middle school teachers everywhere, um, <laughs> we have Drake to thank for that. Um, <laughs> according to Billboard, as of... 2022 uh, Take Care is one of the 15 best performing 21st century albums without any of its singles being number one hits on the <laughs> Billboard Top 100 I know that's a mouthful but <laughs> so it's the best 50, one of the best 15 best performing albums in the 21st century that didn't have a number one hit single on Billboard <laughs> So we talk about the success of his album, the success of Drake, but none of these songs, even though the album went, none of the songs went to number one. So that's, I'm not going to dig any more into that, you know, what other songs were out, but interesting. Um, also, um, won the Grammy Award for Best Rap Album at the 55th Grammys that would have been, I guess, in 2012. The rest of the details are fairly technical in terms of, you know, the recording and where we don't we don't need to hash on that we talked about you know just kind of the big impact this makes um we'll go next to the album cover unless you have anything else no i think that's good um okay uh it's photograph <laughs> <laughs> Um, look it up if you're not familiar. It's it's a photograph. It's mostly a picture. Drake is sitting down at a table. Um, the the colors, uh, overwhelming prominent colors are gold, gold and brown and black. Um, you know, s- symbolic of of wealth, uh, possessions, austerity. Um, he's sitting, looks like at a corner table could be a restaurant could be an art gallery uh there's two pieces of art again with gold frames um he's got his hands kind of his arms folded in front of him one one hands on almost like a gold almost like goblet he's mm-hmm. got a gold chain he's got a gold uh bracelet um next to the goblet is a little golden figurine of an owl and that's his symbol if you don't know Drake has a symbol. It's an owl. You'll see it on a lot of his albums, on merchandise. And then beside that <laughs> is a golden candle or candlestick with a with a very tall <laughs> tapered candle that's lit. Um, and the table is is also has like a black velvet tablecloth on it. And it doesn't say Drake anywhere on the cover, but in the bottom left where it's just the black table in almost cursive gold writing take care uh i don't know if that candlestick is supposed to um be a (laughs) a suggestive reference to anything else who knows (laughs) um but um i i didn't i didn't on a on a skim didn't find any info on this i don't know if you came across anything ben i mean he's not looking at the camera he's looking down like at his cup um but to me this uh this kind of speaks to um again austerity wealth possessions yeah fame success right and that and and um, so. the, one of the first line is about in this in the album is about you know overdosed on confidence he's never shied away from his ego uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, and yeah. you know, which is not uncommon for hip hop, uh, but he's he's you know been been very open about it, um, and it's yep. part of his persona. 
and, and I see that here. Um, the other thing that that comes to mind, without having any direct symbols, uh, Drake has been very open about about his background. His one of his parents is Jewish, um, so he's he's open about his Jewish heritage. Um, and I almost get a sense here of of that, just some of the um, how ornate things are. That that reminds me of some different Jewish table okay. settings, but I could be totally off on that. But I got a sense that he was pulling some of that. Um, symbolism or just some of that atmosphere in. I don't know about there's a painting in the back. I'm not even sure exactly what it is. Um, so it could be a, a reference there too. Anyways, yeah. um, did you, I, sorry, I spoke a lot about that. Did you have any takeaway from this? Um, well, I, I was, you know, we talked frequently that we're not lyrics first people. Um, I thought in, uh, in the track, Lord knows that he says Hefner and Jordan are my only role models, and I thought oh. Oh, maybe this is like lavish Hugh Hefner style. Sure, um, yeah, you know, Michael Jordan's lavish man- mansion, but <laughs> it's apparently Hoffa and Jordan who are two of his Toronto friends. So disregard oh. that uh, when you're looking <laughs> at it. But um, uh, you know, I got that one wrong. There, this is a uh, apparently a real. Um, Toronto restaurant called okay. Joso's. Um, okay, cool. And uh, Drake has said he wanted to uh, have an image that embodied how he was feeling at the time, which was, okay. I used to be the kid standing outside of the high-end restaurant or high-end club, staring in the window, wishing I was in there. Now I'm there sitting at the table and I'm not really sure what to do with myself. Right. Um, yeah. I've arrived got what i've always wanted and and now what Um, and i think there is that like so contemplative uh he doesn't look happy (laughs) uh in this image he he looks like he's still puzzled (laughs) yeah (laughs) about about what comes next and uh yeah contemplative contemplative yeah yeah just trying to figure it out but but living in that wealth that leaves to some extent (laughs) right Uh, right I mean, I'm, it's a cool, it's a cool image, and, and I find like sophomore albums, um, you know, are hit and miss. We talk yeah. about the sophomore slump. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people, you know, try to recreate themselves, and it falls flat, or try and do the same thing, and it falls flat. Mm-hmm. And even sometimes, you know, the the album cover, the artwork depicts something that's really not. Oh, this is what what, what I got from the first album this is because again people just don't know what to do with the success <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah i too find myself though wondering a bit more about the symbols like what are those paintings yeah <laughs> why is everything gold um was it intentional to have like i don't know part of the painting looks like it's kind of growing out of his head was that intentional move by the photographer um i mean the so, owl is yeah, intentional the owl yeah. obviously but, uh, sure but anything else yeah uh yeah anyways uh, cool photo look it up yeah yeah um a large in terms of tracks it's it's 18 tracks 19 if you have the deluxe or even 20 i think on some releases um well over an hour of music yeah an hour 23 right? yeah and that, that includes uh, the motto um yeah so a big a big album for sure um so ben you've already referenced that that you're not very familiar with drake at all yeah and you you even made a comment um off the record <laughs> a week or two ago that you weren't really either weren't looking forward to it or weren't really into it at the time yeah so all that to say what what were kind of your expectations of this? And then when you started, yeah. what was kind of some of the, your first reactions to it? I really wanted to like this, I think because of the Canadian connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and didn't really get drawn in as much as I'd, I'd hoped. Uh, it's interesting that you referenced Kanye in the way that Kanye builds albums, because what I do really love about this album is the production, the the sampling, the tone that he's created in the studio, the the sound. 
Um, I don't love his voice, uh, especially okay. when he's rapping. I, I actually mm. kind of like it a bit more when it gets a bit more musical and, and singing. And it reminds me a lot of Kanye in that way, where we've, we've both said, wow, he's an incredible producer. Like, I almost wish he wouldn't sing quite as much. <laughs> or or, or uh, I wish he wasn't as in the front as he is sometimes. And I, I've got the similar kind of vibe from Drake. Um, there's there's all kinds of people out there uh, trying to, to talk through who he is as an artist. And right. A number of people mentioned that um, he's not coming at the rap and hip hop scene with a tough guy attitude. Um, and some people have speculated that he's trying to create music that is more accessible um, for those who, who don't identify. Thanks, Pepper. For those who don't <laughs> identify with um, as much of the machismo or like right. really in your face kind of kind of um, rap and hip hop and, and that women might be more drawn to Dr the way that Drake writes. Um, some people have, have speculated that he's, mm. he's writing words that they wish their man would, would use. And oh, I don't know if there's part of me that, <laughs> that's, uh, you know, doesn't, doesn't fit in with that audience or um, doesn't connect in that way that whoever he's, he's aiming for when he's writing this music. But um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm grasping at reasons why I'm I don't resonate with this, and maybe what I should just say is right. like it doesn't it doesn't do much for me. Um, aside from some hooks and some uh, some parts that that feel catchy or enjoyable from time to time, uh, I'm slightly disappointed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> A great start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, I knew I was actually surprised I knew a few of the tracks because looking okay. at the track list, I was like, I don't think I'll know any of this. And then um, I did know some of it, not much. Um, however, th this usually doesn't happen. Um, the album sounded kind of how I thought it would. Mm. Like, you know, I know based on the singles you know yeah and just his his style in general now i don't want to say that his style hasn't changed and evolved over the years but he has a very unique style of rapping you know the auto tune yeah. and singing he has a nice voice um you know I, I do i agree with you i do like his singing voice as well um but that kind of modulated even the rhythm i think that's very uniquely his don't quote me on that because i don't want to sit here and say he was the first but i think that he was very unique with his first album maybe that's one of the reasons he got so much attention mm. and uh and we hear it here too so that's kind of what i expected um oh i will say this over the over the past few years um occasionally i'll i'll, I'll have an evening where i just want to listen to some drake and <laughs> i think nora my wife has listened to more drake over the years i, I don't want to okay. say growing up because he didn't come out till well after we were married and had kids. So right. it has nothing to do with her, her upbringing and where she grew up. But she grew up close to the city in Scarborough, a suburb or a, a borough, I guess. And uh, when I have listened to even some of his albums, I'm going to listen to some of this album. You know, I know this song. I listen to that. Listen to the whole album, and then listen to this one. I, I've had a similar experience where. I really, really like the hits, the singles, whether there's two or three or four. Yeah. And I'm really not grabbed by any of the other tracks. We've listened to a few albums, I think some Stones albums, some other songs where it's like, man, these singles are like absolutely dynamite. And I really don't care for the rest of the album. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I read a, another review that was talking about, like, you know, with an album with this many singles is sort of amazing but like 
seven, seven of these uh, 18 tracks. Like, what if he had just filled it out as like a 45-minute album? Um, maybe had 10 or 11 tracks, seven yeah. singles and three others. Okay, I think there would have been something kind of... I, I'm sure that there was a concept in his head and a reason he made it this long, but it'd be almost like thriller-esque in the way that like, you know, you know every song uh, if you're familiar with him. Uh, and I think that's a fascinating kind of angle. I don't always think that's in the forefront of an artist's mind they, they you know they know what they want and they're going to go for it especially when they've got as much uh, <laughs> charisma and swagger as drake does yeah yeah so that was kind of um i, I and i kind of hate to say that at the beginning of the review but <laughs> taking a taking a, a page from your book i guess um yeah so yeah like that being said i think I've listened to a few of the tracks quite a lot because um, there's a few that I really, really like. Um, I will say this. I've said it before. We've had conver conversations before the, the... And we didn't really talk about it much. We recently talked about uh, Missy Elliott, uh, Super Duke the Fly. Uh, I think it's a little more prevalent here The listening to an, a whole album uh, where the N-word is used a lot still makes me uncomfortable. It's just... Again, I know, yeah. I know, it's, I know it's not for me. It's not meant for me. Um, it's still just hard to, to process. I'm certainly not going to sing along. <laughs> right, uh, right. Even even by myself, it just doesn't feel right. Um, so that makes it to all all that to say it, it it just still is a challenge when I'm listening to music, especially when I'm listening to a whole album. Yeah. Um, which is too bad because a part of me wants to kind of get over it. Like, okay, this is a part mm -hmm. of this 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 artist uh their expression it's part of a culture um you know that i'm not a part of and that's okay but at the same time you know i'm listening to it and it's like uh, i feel like i, I shouldn't i mean it, it's language that is never used in my day-to-day -day life right anyway yeah, no, does it does it matter that he's canadian like <laughs> i don't know it's kind of funny to say that but like i think that the way that the n-word has been embodied makes me assume maybe maybe poorly more embraced in the united states and, and uh black culture here um i think i think i wonder like what is a canadian benefiting from that word in particular but i i also am aware that uh, black culture african-american identity doesn't necessarily have borders um that you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure I remember having a similar kind of conversation with some uh, black people in South Africa um, when I was there uh, a dec uh, two decades ago now as right. a study abroad time, too. So, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting conversation. And I, I, any of our listeners who missed our conversation with Daryl, um, yeah. when we talked about that, I guess initially with Kanye, is that is that yeah. where we began or was it Kendrick? Kanye, yeah, and then he joined us again, you know, a couple albums later for Kendrick. Yeah, um, I thought, yeah, he really did help me, me kind too. of understand where he was, and even uh, the disagreement within the black community too yep. about where that that word stands currently and should stand. Um, yeah, I I was thinking this week as I was listening to this music. I was also finding myself like you were kind of bristling a little bit and wondering like how will history judge this this word in this moment um, I, there's been a lot of work uh, over the last few years um, at breaking down some of the uh, black minstrel uh, tropes that continue to linger in in some things the the yes. white gloves that Mickey Mouse wears and the cat in the hat and um, how that has to do with wow. blackface uh, yeah yeah and and I wonder sometimes if if the n word is going to be seen someday as like ooh that was an odd moment where we kind of held on to something maybe a little longer than we should or or if it will just always be you know tied to a, an ethnic group trying to define who it is and, and claiming yeah. a word uh, with some yeah. power. Um, yeah. yeah, the reclamation of it. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I'm gonna pass. I'm not gonna speak to any of that because I, I just, I just don't. One more I just, white dude. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't think my voice is needed there. I think you did a great job, and I think you have a lot more experience having conversations in those spaces um, than I do um, with some of the work you've done in your city. So uh, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Um, and I'm not going to talk about the Canadian thing either, although <laughs> it, it does it does feel a little different. But I mean, we we take a lot of a lot of our culture, all of it, uh, from from our our neighbors to the south. Yeah, good point. Um, you know, so um, yeah, that's not not surprising, and I don't think it would be uncommon to hear that language downtown Toronto. Um, in, in those communities so anyways um yeah it's just it's just something that it, i can't ignore when i listen to music like this um, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but for the most part i you know i i don't want to let it um kind of dissuade me from from experiencing you know someone's art mm-hmm. experiencing the music uh yeah um uh, where was there I guess now before we start talking about more stuff why don't we do our favorite tracks okay. because I find it can get repetitive if we talk about that and then pick our favorite tracks so uh, we have a playlist on Spotify uh, it's called SoundLogic Favorites we pick two tracks from every album you can listen to it in order you can shuffle it um, we're delighted if you listen to it at all uh, so um <laughs> Ben, do you have a favorite track from this album? I do. Uh, I think I, if I had to pick one, I would be the first track. And uh, oh. I'm picking it because it's kind of a prime example of my tension with this album. I love the minor key and the um, sort of ethereal voice that comes in and sings yeah. at the beginning and could could listen to a whole album in that style um and when drake comes in to to kind of add his verse to it i feel like eh, it's fine but doesn't do much to make it better for me <laughs> okay i still i still really like that song and maybe because i've pushed play on this album and heard that one the most um as the opening track but uh that's what i'm gonna go with and and for those reasons i think it kind of symbolizes something about this album for me Cool, and I think that I think that's the track that Chantel Kravyatchik's on. I think. That's oh, is her that her vocal. voice? Oh, good. I think that's her vocal. Double and, Canadian. And uh, <laughs> and piano as well. Okay. Um, it, it's. I don't even have to think about my answer here. It's headlines for sure. Oh. Uh, I've listened to it so many times since preparing. <laughs> when, when I open it up to listen to the album, I always listen to that one first, even though it's the third track, and then I'll listen to everything else. It's I love I love at the, this point. Do you know you know you know? I, I do, <laughs> I do. Um, uh, Mikey's got the money, so Mikey's going to pay. <laughs> Perfect. It's just something they know. Um, anyways, uh, I love the tempo of it. I love the, yeah. the, the, the pace of it, the pacing of it, um, the rhythm of it. Uh, the lyrics are fun. <laughs> and again, yeah. it's, you know, it's exploring his his wealth, his success, his ego. Um, yeah. And, you know, as much as we... we we look down sometimes on on artists who do that um you know what <laughs> you're yeah. there so yeah why not and yeah. uh it, it's a lot of fun and it was one that when i again it was i i didn't i was i was like oh was that a single to another song and i pushed play and i was like i definitely heard this definitely heard it i've yeah. heard this for sure um <laughs> which actually brought me to question was there anything that you recognized like what about the the title track with Rihanna? Did you recognize that? I don't like, know. Was there if, anything I think I that recognized headlines more than that? That refrain oh, okay. um, might be yeah. might be the one thing that kind of stands out for me. I like uh, I like that take care track, and actually, uh, I've been saying a lot of negative things. I like Rihanna's presence on that song. I like yeah. um, his voice playing off of Kendrick's in the little interlude. Yeah, that's fun, eh? Uh, and, th- and this is. I think this is before Kendrick's debut. Oh, is it? Wow. I think it is. I think his... Huh. Was that Mad City? Was that his first album? It, it might have been. Yeah. Um, I, and then 
I also really like uh, 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 Nicki Minaj. I, uh, her yep. presence on here is a uh, uh, kind of an interesting like a, a adjustment to the sound of the al- the rest of the album. Um, some different kind of attitude, but but yeah, it's 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 fun to see. Maybe my di- biggest disappointment is that I can't really hear much of Stevie Wonder on the the track where he apparently added some harmonica. Um, <laughs> I oh, wish it's just it was one. A bit more it's, Stevie. <laughs> it's one little. It's one little solo. Yeah. Um, uh, so cool though. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. come on. To um, get all that. And then what about what about the motto? You didn't uh, you didn't listen to it every day, every day, every day, every day. I'm sure that that hook has been on like at a sporting event or something that I've been at, but I had no concept that it was that was Drake and uh, just listening to it again now in my headphones. I don't think it was something I would have been able to even pick out. Uh, yeah, boy, it really just reminds me of like how much more of a musical world there is out there that I'm. Oh man, that is so so popular and that I'm not at all. Uh, connected to (laughs) and and then sometimes when i just listen to quote what i want or what's comfortable or what's natural and then i come back to us doing this project and listening to things way i i i do the same thing where i go holy smokes i am as much as i i like to say i like i try and i feel like i I listen to a lot of music and I'm knowledgeable and sometimes I'm a little proud of it. And then I'll be listening to just my stuff quote right. and then move on. Man, I am quite limited in what I listen to <laughs> and, and even on what my taste is. And I think a right. lot of people right. would say that probably a lot of people, a lot more limited. Like I only listen to blues. I yep. only listen to country. I only listen to hip hop and R&B. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Just it, it is a good reminder that there's, there's just so much out there. Um, but yeah, every once in a while, like every maybe six months, I need like a Drake fix, and I'll just spend like a whole evening just sifting through his his songs. I don't so know. So for it you, is. is it is it just put it on shuffle, or is there yeah. an album of his in particular no. that you? Okay. No, it's just okay. it's just, and it's just like the it's just you know, YouTube or Spotify, like just shuffle the hits. Yeah, you know, like yeah. like if there was a Drake greatest hits album there might be that I'm just ignorant to like I would love that as much as we've talked about you know compilation albums but like there's some artists we've I think we've been talking there's some artists where it's like that's kind of what we want yeah and all we want maybe yeah Yeah. like Green Day is one that that I think that that about (laughs) for some reason like Um, I know so many of their singles and don't really need the rest of the album (laughs) the, the, the Rolling Stones there were Stones, yeah. Absolutely. We've listened to some yeah. Stones albums where I've like, like I think um, Exile was one for me that like, yep. Tumbling Dice and there might have been one other and yep. I was just yep. not into the rest, you know. So anyways, we've, we've got to be careful. We're uh, going to major bunny trails here. <laughs> owl, owl trails. Um, yeah, so I, I think, I guess, you know, kind of concluding, concluding thoughts from me on the album as a general that that there were only some tracks that were exciting to me okay. um, and, <laughs> could have and, and been the, shorter it's like the white album huh? just a little it's bit it's not <laughs> even the it, but like if you took away you know if there's like three or four tracks that I love and you took away you know nine tracks so it's a ten track album there's still six tracks that I don't really care for yeah <laughs> you know like it's still yeah. over 50% yeah, and, and again and I want to say, I've said this on other ones. I, I didn't hate it. Yeah. Like, I didn't hate it. I, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. I, you know, I enjoyed it, but just uh, most of it wasn't exciting and didn't yeah. grab me and didn't, and what you said, you know, there wasn't a connection. It didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. relate to, to a lot of it. So um, that being said, I'll probably listen to it again, or at least some of the songs. I'll definitely yeah. keep listening to Drake. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No problem. Yeah. And, and and as I was looking through kind of his discography, uh, we'll talk about, you know, if we're going to talk about him again or not. But, like, he's, he keeps pumping out albums. Like, he's a Absolutely. busy guy, you know? And, and, and yeah. Anyways, I'll stop. Um, any, do you have anything else to add before we kind of get to some of our concluding oh, uh, actions here? You know, we've talked uh, a number of times about artists... Um, uh, 
paying tribute to or, or not not necessarily paying t- tribute to but borrowing right. from another artist though uh in take care of the line it's my birthday uh and i'll i don't even know all, what all the things that I'll follow get, that get, is get high if i want get to high yeah, if yeah, i yeah. want to you know pays homage it's, or is stolen yeah. from uh it's my party which is a 1963 yep. <laughs> track by wesley gore wesley and I, gore, I just find yeah. that so fascinating that that song has held on and held on in in cultural understanding that yeah. it immediately pops at what he's yes. registering with. Yeah. Um, even oh, right away. I, I knew it. I was like, Oh wow. That's yeah. a neat uh, interpolation there. A, uh, what is that? Like a, a 70 year old song or something like that. Still, <laughs> yeah. still right. uh, gets dropped here in a Drake song. Um, fascinating. Yeah. Um, I'm really glad, cool. I'm glad we dug into this one and, uh, I'm glad I do know a little bit more about this yeah. Canadian Canadian icon. We we Absolutely. spent all that time reminiscing about uh, Gordon Lightfoot the other day, and um, you know Gordon never sold as many albums as this guy. No. So maybe <laughs> maybe I should know a bit more about Drake than I do, and uh, I'm glad to have gone on this journey here. And fortunately, it's not going to be the last time either. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, okay. So. This is only a 12-year-old album, <laughs> but yeah. what what has aged well, what has not? I've I've actually got something for this, if you don't mind. Yeah, dive in. I'm I'm, I'm at a bit of a loss because it is so so new. Well, it doesn't feel dated to me in any way. But I, maybe you've got something here. A, a couple. A, I have a major point and a couple minor points. So a couple minor <laughs> okay. points is that. Um, the music is still fairly relevant because it's still fairly current. Maybe some of the sounds, you know, so this, the program snare sound might be a little different than what we use now. Ooh, snare. Um, well, yeah, the, it's all programmed, right? Um, and that changes from time to time. Like, oh, you know, in the 2000s, it was like this. And in the 2010s, it changed a bit. It was a little more high-pitched. I don't know. Something like that. Something that people who are in that understand better than I do. Um, I think his style... A rapping might be i mean i want to say it might be a little tired because it's so unique and he hasn't changed it that being said he's still releasing massive hits so yep. uh it, <laughs> i wouldn't really say that i think the big thing when you release what whether it be intentionally or unintentionally when you release a, a song and something in it becomes a catchphrase it could be a blessing and a curse yep so i mean yolo you know was everywhere yeah <laughs> for a while and now it's like you're if you said low yolo you're probably lame or it's like yeah. oh my god my you know my dad says that you're so you're so, you're so lame right so like um so that would probably be the only thing you know or the main thing that's like there's probably people of a certain yeah. age you know yeah, rolling point. their eyes going oh you're so old nobody says that anymore you know yeah. like stuff like that right so that that would be the only thing but like i i don't think that i don't know that he or anybody does something in a song saying this is going to be a, a cultural touchstone no this is going to be you know like i don't think anybody does that on purpose i don't think he did that on purpose and it's just something that's stuck mm-hmm. so you know it can be cool at the time and then later on it can be like oh i wish i'd never done that <laughs> you know this is so, right so that right. would be the only thing for me anything for you i mean you said you know is it, no, it's still quite recent like yeah no i don't think so i don't think if this album came out tomorrow that people would be saying oh that sounds like it was made a decade ago yeah but no i know I, I think it's it's pretty good yeah uh in that sense um this is album number 95 95th best album of all time uh, how do you feel about that ranking, Ben? Boy, I I don't think I have ever felt so conflicted about this question. Um, oh, because forever? I've always... No, Not even I, Highway 61 Revisited? Um, no, because I can see why people like that. I can see why they think Dylan's great when, when that needle drops. I just don't think he's that great. And in this case... Right. I don't see what makes this exceptional compared to other. Um, I don't. I, I shouldn't say I don't see what makes this exceptional. I know why it, it's good. I can hear the goodness in it. I have no idea why that these tracks get half a billion listens. And 
And that's the stumbling point for me. If this was a Beatles album uh, with half a half a billion listens, I could say, aha, yes, I hear it's good. I can hear why people would think it's good and it deserves to, its ranking because it's obviously great. Look at how many other people think so. I am having a hard time connecting with this and I, I guess I struggled to see why it is as popular as it is. And I think that means I'm missing something here. Um, mm. There's greatness here that I am not perceiving is maybe a much more succinct way to put it. And uh, I think it probably needs to be higher. If if Drake is as big as he, as we opened the episode uh, in explaining and hitting at a cultural moment like he is, it feels sort of low to have an album this big placed this far down the list. Um, right. But I would never... <laughs> I wouldn't hear this uh, without seeing those Spotify listens and the accolades and think it's got to be higher. I would probably say, why is it this high? Um, if it was right. just me. So, yeah, I, this is a tough one for me. Uh, torn. Maybe maybe that's my answer. <laughs> um, help, me, help me see through some of that haze. Yeah. <sighs> okay. It's going to be good. We've, I can tell. We've encountered this before where we feel like the influence of the artist is far more significant than potentially the influence of this one album. Okay. Yep. I feel like that in this case where he has like, he majorly has influenced hip hop. Like many people have emulated this, his style over the last decade. I think he even video. says that in the album. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and and um, and he has been, you know, extremely successful not only in music, <laughs> but in yeah. many different uh, in business ventures. Uh, so his impact is huge. And you said, you know, five five percent of the tourist yeah. <laughs> revenue I think is because of one guy. You know, so. Um, I, I again I'm cynical that sometimes albums are here because you know I I you know I know it's a little closer to when this list came out but I would have thought that 2018 Scorpion might be um, on this list number one and, and higher you know because it's, yeah. it's yeah. a massive album or even views neither of which are on this list um should it be top should this album be top 100 i i don't know struggle with that a little bit uh, yeah. drake as an artist yes drake as an artist like cool but um now if you compare this like this one seven million copies his debut which came out the year before this is think is like around two million copies okay so we could see a huge difference like this he, he was was already you know critically acclaimed well known in the industry um after his first album but this really he exploded he you know he reached new heights um so uh, yeah I, I don't know i do feel like it's a little high okay um hmm. all right and, and i do struggle with you know is it this album or is it him as an artist i don't hmm. know anyways um yeah on that note you know we do we do like to talk about other other albums. There's one other albums, one other album. Um, it's uh, if you're reading this, it's too late from 2015. It's number 367, um, and that is a mixtape. It's not. Oh. It's not a. Uh, <laughs> It's not a true studio album. Okay. So I don't know exactly what what a mixtape is these days. Like I think I don't know what is the definition. Uh, I don't know, but we'll find out in a few we'll years. Find out. I guess we'll find <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, yeah, so that's it's not even like a true studio. I think I think it's very collaborative. Sometimes is um, 
okay. uh, some covers. Okay. Uh, like we're uh, we're big we're musical fans we're big Hamilton fans I don't know if I, I think your daughter might be a Hamilton fan as yep. well mm-hmm. musical Hamilton and um, they released you know the Hamilton mixtape um, and it was artists doing their versions of songs and also songs inspired by the musical or like okay. would we would you know there'd be one line from the musical or from one song and then it would they would branch out into a different song like that was inspired by that or or different verses so that's kind of my my best experience there's mm. people who people who are familiar with the hip-hop genre who are probably screaming at their devices right now because we don't <laughs> know us two dum-dums don't know what a mixtape is but anyway, <laughs> yeah that it makes it yeah, down I, the I'm, road yep <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say another probably foolish thing. Like, it makes me think uh, Demo, like, before he got big. No, but it, no, 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 it no. comes no. after, so. Not what it is Not that. Not yeah. That. Uh, so, anyways, we'll talk about Drake one more time. But, yeah, I would have thought that some of, like, Views, um, you know, or, or the first song I remember hearing Drake was uh, started from the bottom, now we're here. And that that was on the album after this one. Okay. And that uh, was a huge track, so like that's not even on the list. So, anyways, um, hmm. we'll uh, talk about that in a number of years. <laughs> um, I think that's it for this one. Unless you have anything else to add, Ben? No, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it's been fun. Again, I'm, I'm glad we glad we uh, gone on with it, and uh, yeah. boy, we sure are getting closer to that 100 albums mark here. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell us what we've got coming up next week? Switch genres again. We do. Um, <laughs> this is uh, going to be a, a significant one for me, quite an opposite swing from one that I knew almost nothing about to one that I have been playing for, oh, a good 20 years on, uh, uh, on a semi-regular basis. This is right. REM's Automatic for the People at the 96th spot. As always, until that time, we hope you continue to be well. We hope you take care of yourselves and those around you, those important to you. And of course, we hope you'll join us again right here on the SoundLogic Podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you like what you hear, subscribe on your favorite podcast app and write a review. Send us a message at our Facebook page, on Instagram, or through our SoundLogic Podcast Twitter feed. Thanks for listening.